Hey folks, welcome to the Music of the Spheres podcast. We are broadcasting tonight from somewhere in the hills of upstate New York. Wherever, whenever, and however you're listening, we thank you for being a part of our universe. We are two brothers, bivocational ministers, seekers of truth, and drinkers of yellow beer. And we thank you uh, so much for being with us. This is now episode number two of Music of the Spheres podcast. So we have made it to <laughs> we made it to the second episode, which uh, you know, if you had asked us this a, a year or two ago, um, the first episode was challenging enough to get off the ground, and here we are, uh, one week later from when we recorded the first one. Uh, beginning the second episode here uh, tonight so it's pretty yeah exciting. if we if we continue on this path i think episode three we have to do like you know uh, right after we do this one right <laughs> yeah. exponentially if the time is getting shorter <laughs> oh right 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 if, it's, if we do a percentage um yeah. Yeah. yes that's uh well um yeah so we we thank you for being with us we're excited to be back um for our second episode um my name is jordan if uh, if you hadn't i hadn't caught the first episode yet my name is jordan and um i am uh, I'm the elder brother. Uh, I'm a minister in the Reformed Church in America. Um, I'm also part owner of of a brewery here in upstate New York called Wolf Hollow Brewing Company, and um, and so it lends itself to an interesting existence uh, at times. But uh, now we're podcasters too, and um, and this is my brother Jason. Yeah, I'm Jason, and uh, I guess that makes me the younger of the two of us. And uh, yeah, I'm also a minister and uh, studying. To be a counselor in mental health, so it's uh, certainly an exciting time. Yeah, you keep yourself pretty busy. It sounds like uh, between all the things and the studying, and now all of your uh, like clinical stuff, there are hours you got to get in and all yeah. that. Yep, there's uh, new uh, new adventures and new mistakes every day. So <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that is how we learn in life, isn't it? Right. I guess, yeah. 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 Um, and we are joined again by um, the podcast special guest that uh, comes in at the beginning of the episodes, and so uh, we'll let her kind of reintroduce herself. We thought we'd, you know, we for the first few episodes at least we'd we'd take a minute just to say who we are, so you know who you're listening to. So, do you want to share uh, who you are and what your role is here? Hey, all! It's me, Lila, here for another episode of the Music of the Spheres Pod. Um, every week. I do um, either music of the week or sphere of the week, um, which is like um, for music of the week, anything like uh, any music that I'm into lately or music that I'm playing, music that I'm singing. And then sphere of the week is just anything spherical that catches my eye and um, makes me want to talk about it. So um, then after I either say music of the week or sphere of the week, I get asked a question either by Uncle Jason or Dad. And um, it would be whoever was presenting that week um, would be the one to ask me the question. And um, and yeah, and then I answer and then, yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're actually, we before we started recording tonight, we were trying to go over, we, we think we, we need to come up with a name for your segment, Lila. 
So we, we don't know. Um, any of you out there who have a great idea for what Lila's segment on the podcast could be called, you can uh, you can email us. Uh, we have a working email now. I remember last time when we started, yeah. we, we had just gotten a test email to go through, but then it wasn't quite working. We got it fixed. So you can email us at <coughs> brothers at musicofthespherespodcast.com. Uh, and you can send us some suggestions. Right now, we're going with the mind of a middle schooler, which I know that's like good for the Halloween episodes. I think. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? I like it. So it's, I'm just remembering my time in middle school. It was like a scary place. So. Yeah. So it's like you know, it could be it could be both like uh, it could touch on both things, like the, you know, the, the hopeful, you know, like expanding of you know, moving what I, what into I mean a new school. by the mind is like is like my thoughts on certain things that's that's what i mean not like everything that's going on in my mind (laughs) (laughs) but i think i mean it is everything that's going on in your mind though right because it's your perspective on stuff that uh that's happening and every single thing all right i mean i'm not trying to be creepy i'm just (laughs) well so right now until we get a better suggestion from our from our listeners via email or uh or social medias we're on instagram and facebook Mm mm-hmm Right? How do people find us there? Uh, Instagram is Music of the Spheres Pod. It's hard to say Spheres. Um, spheres. So yeah, give us a give us a follow there, and uh, Facebook is just uh, Music of the Spheres Podcast. I I think you know you can just kind of search that, and it should pop up. I don't know how many other podcasts are called that. So not not i don't yeah. think there's many there's i think i saw one but it hasn't like done right. anything in a long time so and it was music with a k I oh think is what right I right yeah <laughs> yes we are music with a c here <laughs> at music of the spheres podcast anyway enough of us rambling around um the mind of a middle schooler um we can we can jump right into that segment are you ready lila yes i you am share your your music or your sphere of the week so today I'm doing the music of the week, and um, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about what I do in music. So um, I love to sing, um, and um, so I'm in my dad's church choir. Um, I do chorus at school. And uh, just today, I had my first drama club meeting, and I'm hoping to get one of the singing roles. Um, nice. I'm uh, heading for fun. the... This one's going to be a very slight chance because everybody's going to sign up for it, but I'm hoping that I will get the role of Elsa. Um, we're doing Frozen Junior in oh, drama. Oh, wow. Um, Full circle. <laughs> either Elsa or Anna, um, but... Uh, I also play instruments. I play flute, violin, and mostly piano. I take piano lessons every Monday. And um, I do... I don't do a lot of violin because I still haven't figured out when my lessons are. Um, my friend told me that they are every Friday at school. And... Um, I still haven't gotten a lesson schedule because I have too many, like, I do band, orchestra, and chorus, so I don't have enough room for, um, don't have enough room for orchestra as well, so I don't do, I don't do orchestra, I just do lessons, but I think I've missed one so far because I don't know when they are. I'm going to try on Fridays to see if it works, but, um, I... 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, lastly, in my presentation, I want to promote my dad's band. Um, <laughs> hey oh, I, I didn't even plan this. Oh, well, this is great. It's coming out of nowhere. <laughs> well, um, his band is called Rusticator. He and three of his friends um, play as a band. Um, he plays as um, he plays as the electric bass player and upright bass player, and his friends play the guitar, the violin, and the drums, and sometimes the um, what is it called? The what guitar? I don't know. What you, it's like the guy who wears the beret. Oh, oh, the pedal steel. We have <laughs> the, every now and then. Yes, steel we have guitar. Yeah, steel player. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah. So, any questions on that topic, you guys? Um, what is your favorite thing about music? Um, it just makes me so happy. I love listening to music. It's just it fills me with happiness when i listen to it and um yeah it's i just love music so much <laughs> it is a wonderful thing isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. awesome well I, thanks for sharing that it's uh, it's very cool um you are a very musical um young person and uh it's fun to see you enjoying that in different ways and uh yeah it's very cool oh i forgot something <laughs> oh okay so um Another thing that I might be playing sometime soon, my dad um, said that he will teach me guitar, but he hasn't yet, so he better live up to his expectations, or I will never know how to play guitar. This hmm? is this is two episodes in a row now. <laughs> 100% of our episodes, she has talked about that. So, Well, yep. really? Yeah, you mentioned it last time. I did? Yes, you did. I hear oh. that you want to stay on brand. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I guess it's... Well, you with. better teach me guitar sometime soon. Anyway. <laughs> All right, I will, I will. Um, okay, great. So, so uh, yeah. moving into the next part of your segment is yes. you, when, when we try to um, stump the mind of the middle schooler. <laughs> Never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I I don't get stumped, okay? No so, stumping uh, for me. Since Jason is uh, preparing uh, to talk tonight, he's going to... Uh, he's got a question for you. Yeah, this is kind of a, a would you rather question. Ooh. So, would Same you would you rather be um, one of four things: a boy, a mole, a fox, or a horse? Fox all the way. Fox is my favorite <laughs> that animal. Was quick. Oh. <laughs> okay, not a boy. Eh. Um, <laughs> not a mole. No, that's just kind of. I don't know. Sorry, dark, moles out yeah. there who's listening. Um, any mole that's listening. <laughs> you think we have any mole I don't listeners? Think cracked into the animal kingdom. Our yeah. analytics don't don't really help us in that department to, tell, to find yeah. out if um, we have any moles. I like I do like horses, but foxes are all the way my favorite. Um, I especially love red foxes. I um, in a game that me and my dad and um, my dad's best friend play sometimes called Dun- Dungeons and Dragons. My character has a pet named uh, Magma, which is um, a red fox, and I have a stuffed animal red fox. Um, her name is also Magma. So basically, every red fox I see, I name Magma. <laughs> if it's mine, I name it Magma. Everything is Magma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Well, probably even countless uh, civilizations uh, that have said the same thing as the uh, volcano explodes. They look around and say, everything is magma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything is magma. <laughs> 
I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> maybe that's uh, part of your uh, your inquiry there to see what somebody says. Yeah, you know? maybe. She talks yeah. about these beautiful stuffed animals, and I talk about civilizations being wiped out yeah. by I thought of that disasters. movie Dante's Peak. You know? <laughs> like, who builds a town under a living volcano? But Cool. It's uh, fiction. <clears throat> is there any uh, any follow-up, or that's uh, the end of the... That That's kind of it. It's... Uh... It's open-ended and sort mm. of free-form. So. Nice. Yes. That's yeah. what you bring. That's what you bring to. Right. I also like foxes because they're stealthy and sly, mm. like me. Yesterday, <laughs> I think it was yesterday, I scared my dad so much that he yelped like, "Ah!" <laughs> I was. <laughs> he was coming home, and I uh, I heard him open the garage door, and he let the dog in. So I let the dog in. And then I creeped out into the garage, and he stepped into the door, and, and I was like, boo! And he was like, ah! I'm so good at scaring people, in my opinion. Right. Um, so just watch <laughs> well, out. You. Behind every corner, you know, is, you never know what you might see. This, this is the dangerous part of the mind of the middle school yeah. segment, is that these kind of stories come out. It, we, we said we weren't going to edit the podcast, but if she keeps staring, sharing no, personal no, stories... No, don't I you might... dare edit that out. That was special. <laughs> don't you dare. Okay, all right. So you have to go to bed because it's way past your bedtime now already. But, okay. Um, so thank you for thank you for joining Thanks, us Lila. and sharing You're welcome. your, your um, middle school wisdom with us. We very much appreciate. Yes, I am a middle schooler. You being part of the part of the crew. Thanks for coming. You're have welcome. A, have a great night. Yeah, sweet dreams. Okay. <laughs> good night, all. See you on next week's pod. Peace out. All right, and that's Lila with the. Uh, the wisdom of uh, middle school, bringing that to us here. Mind of the middle schooler. At the, <laughs> she has a difficult time leaving sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, we we love having her uh, having her with us. So um, that yeah. rare uh, likes to make an entrance and an exit. Yes, yes. <laughs> she always has both of them well planned, <laughs> and she even plans for my entrances and exits oh, sure. sometimes. Yeah, yes, right. like she was yeah. describing there. I did jump a, quite a quite a distance I can off the ground. Why. When that happened. Um, yeah. So uh, so how's uh, how you doing? How was your first week of being a, a, a podcaster on this podcast? I know you had another podcast before, but uh, this is your first week of doing this. I know you probably shared it with some of your your friends. Talked about it. As, how's your week been? Yeah, it's always um, like yeah. I did. Um, well, one one episode of one podcast with a, a friend, Heath, uh, we did an episode called The Minor Leagues uh, about sports. And uh, I think then we, you know, it was before Zoom or whatever. So we didn't really keep it going because we lived in different places. But and when I did the, the one at the church interviewing people from the community, we did five of them. Um, and like there's that whole like content creator world, mm-hmm. right, where yeah. like people are doing that every day and yeah. like creating content yeah um to be you know uh experienced by the masses and uh i I got thinking this week as i was like listening to the podcast and watching followers on instagram grow and you were telling me about uh downloads and things like that i was thinking like man i'm really glad that we're doing this just for fun because it could like, <laughs> yeah. it could get like really, really stressful like really quick. Um, yeah, like just the idea of like having to put out constant yeah content right. And then the whole thing. I mean, I think we kind of knew this getting into it, but uh, that whole thing of like when you it takes a lot of time and thought and energy to 
create something like this and then the way that people consume content these days is so fast right you know so it's like people yeah. they're just like you know you could listen to four or five episodes of a, of a podcast depending on how long it is right in in you know one car ride somewhere you know and, yeah. and it's like you know all these you know all the time and and that it takes to do that i think we we knew that but it's you know, like being on this side of it you get a different perspective from it it's, yeah and it's cool i mean it's it's fun to have that new appreciation i found myself this past week listening to the podcast that i enjoy listening to in a different way you know i was imagining the people you know doing what we're doing right now sitting behind the you know microphones and it's probably late at night and you know, right, yeah. doing other things all right because you have to fit it in somehow right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I also got thinking too like sort of reflecting back on the i know you had this too the experience of doing worship services really at the beginning of so like april 2020 through whenever um maybe even late summer it was like after a after a few weeks it started feeling like i was you know started feeling less like worship and more like content creation right, right? where it's almost like we were like planning this this almost you're know, like writing the script for the tv show and and yeah. then recording it and then airing it and it was just like this is yeah a bizarre feeling right that, right you know kind of hard to describe yeah you kind of become like a producer uh, right you know yeah. rather than a worship leader yeah. or, or you know whatever the context might be no yeah yeah it's uh it's been it's been a busy busy week for me lots going on with the with the brewery we had a couple of events this this weekend um that were crazy uh crazy busy so which is good um yeah. but it keeps you keeps you going um full speed but then also a lot of neat conversations um you know because it's that weird thing like uh, we i think we talked about this a little bit in the first episode it was like everybody's starting a podcast you know like it's yeah. like it's the thing that everybody does now when when you have a few minutes and you have an idea and you want to become a content creator you know maybe you're maybe it's not a podcast or but it's a you know you become a youtuber or you yeah. become you know somebody that's a social media influencer or all these different ways that you know and so you end up having conversations with people about it cuz you know you just start talking about it and it was neat to, you know, to find out um, kind of how, how some people um, received the first episode and, and, um, and people have been listening, which is, <laughs> it's kind of cool, you know, yeah. and, um, and to, to kind of uh, have conversations with folks that you didn't necessarily expect, you know, um, I just bumped into somebody from, from church at something outside of church and um, I had sent the uh link to um one of their children who i was friends with and you know um so that they you know because i knew that they would be interested in it i didn't think that the parent would be and then they were like oh can you send that to me and i'm like are you sure and then somebody says well, i listened to it and it sounded it sounded good and it was interesting and it's like so it's neat to see you know how and this is kind of a neat thing about something like a podcast i was listening to one today where they were talking about how um they, uh, somebody being interviewed on a podcast and they were talking about how in their normal like day-to-day life they don't talk about this kind of stuff that they talk about on their podcast because you know <laughs> essentially they need to make money and they don't want to like scare anybody away <laughs> with their weird you know viewpoints on things right. you know um so that, that was these you know the essence of their you know, argument, but, um, it's funny, like podcasts, they have like this weird, like, you know, it's like the, the, 
the worm hole into into people's psyche in a way because a lot of people most people do you know anybody that listens to podcasts like with people no, right? uh, no. you always listen to it by no. yourself right yeah you're driving or you're alone doing something right well or unless you're like going on a trip by like i've listened to oh yeah sometimes right. if you're in a car you know? with somebody but it's usually something that's fun like um like right the wait wait don't tell me podcast right right, right. you just want to laugh and yeah it's news of the week so. right you don't like find the deepest philosophical thing you can right or yeah. you know yeah. self-help stuff yeah. let's Paul, listen to Paul this Paul Stone <laughs> is just gonna say a funny thing so. yeah <laughs> so um so it's this weird like wormhole into you know it's stuff that we talk about but but necess- it wouldn't necessarily be something that would be part of people's normal conversation and it's so kind of interesting right. in that way that that doing this kind of um, medium of of communication I guess is um, interesting in that way that it uh, th- that it accesses a, a different l- layer of conversation with people. Yeah, you know, um, and so it, that's kind of what I wanted to. We're still playing with this first segment until we get more. I think eventually this first segment will be more. You know, communications from listeners, and right. if we have things going on with the show, we're very new um, and we don't have a lot of communication yet. Um, but we will share some in a, in a second. It's kind of exciting. Um, but we, we're still playing with this. And so one of the things we thought we might do in our first segment is um, if there's any kind of like lingering thoughts from our yeah. previous episode or from the week um, that might be that might be pertinent or, you know, kind of wrap it up a little bit. And so uh, I wanted to share two things on that. Yeah. Um, and then if there's anything you want to jump in with, let me know. Um, but the... So the interesting thing, I shared that story somewhere near the end of last episode about my experience in the yoga class, the yin yoga class with the instructor um, and this um, this meditation that she did at the end, my crown chakra and the feeling of the block. You right. remember that? Yeah. Um, and so that was a meditation that was meant to it started with the crown chakra, but it worked through the whole chakra system. And it was focused actually on the root chakra was the actual meditation, though it, you know, engaged all of them in the process. Um, well, so just this past week, um, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was Tuesday. Yes. I guess just yesterday. It was just last night. Um, as we record on Wednesday nights, um, you guys don't know what tonight it is when you're listening, but <laughs> we record on Wednesday nights and try to get it out by Thursday. Um, and uh, so it was, yeah, this week and, and uh, I was in that same class and I could feel, um, you know, and sometimes you can feel when a, when a chakra is out of alignment, you know, like um, particularly your solar plexus chakra. It's like right at the, you know, right at the base of your sternum. And it's that when you have a pit in your stomach feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what, that's usually what it is. Right. And so I had this, you know, pit in my stomach feeling most of the day on Tuesday and, you know, I try to breathe through it, you know, so I took a lot of deep breaths. And at one point, um, Lila asked me, she's like, how come, how can we keep sighing dad? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm trying to like work out my solar plexus chakra. I, I said those actual words <laughs> you know, like poor kid, you know, I was like a woo woo dad. But, um, so I, I, I said that and then I, uh, you know, so it was kind of on my mind, and then I went to this yoga session, and you know, we go through the whole yin yoga. Yin yoga class itself goes very quickly because you hold the poses for a long time, so you know, you end up doing 
not as nearly as many poses as you would in a regular class. So it flew by. We get to the meditation, and the instructor goes, uh, we're going to do a meditation, and this one's going to focus on the solar plexus chakra. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, just a weird synchronicity yeah. that, that happened, you know, that it was something that I had actively thought about. I had had a verbal conversation about, you know, actually speaking it to someone. And then a little while later, it's that's, you know, something that is immediately in my experience. So it's neat in that way to see kind of some of the stuff I was talking about last week, this idea of, you know, being sort of, um, there's more to the way that the world functions and there's more to how we influence the world around us than just the material plane. Right. And I wondered through that synchronicity, what that, what that meant, you know, or, or just, it meant more to me, I guess, because I had been thinking about it and talking about it, you know? And then the other interesting thing I wanted to share was, um, just today, of course I, I was at yoga a little while earlier as well. Cause I, um, I got the full on membership at inner bliss and hey. grade and, uh, and there so, you go. yeah, so I can go whenever I want. And, uh, I, I went after work today to a, a, a wonderful session. And in this one, the, um, the instructor started off with just sh- like sharing a little bit, um, you know, could just based on the conversation that, you know, the students were all having before we began. And she was talking uh, because we were talking about, you know, truth and, and, and speaking truth and when is the right time for that kind of thing. Just different, you know, sort of subjects like that. Um, just based on some conversation, you know, some small talk that was happening and then it kind of led there because you're in a yoga studio. So you always go right to the, to the deepest philosophical places with all this stuff, you know, um, which is great. I, I, I've found, um, some, some more of my people yeah. over there. Like a, uh, a safe, safe place. It is. Well, that's actually one of the, one of the descriptions on their website, a safe place for, you know, for uh, practicing and, and healing and all that. So it's great. So. Uh, she started talking about um, this idea that that every human voice is unique, which you know we we know now because of all the technology to analyze you know voices and how they uh, how they sound and their unique signatures that everyone has that you know just as our fingerprints are, so are our voices. And she was talking about how because of that uniqueness of our our vocal fingerprint, you know, our vocal signature that, and being that it is completely our own, that it's a powerful thing, you know? And it's, it's just an, it's just a really neat thing when she started saying like, and and maybe that's part of why we're here is to learn how to use our voices, you know? And, and then I thought about, you know, another thing that we had talked about last week when we were talking about, you know, the, the word, being used as a powerful creative tool, right? I mean, that's the, that's the creation story in Genesis, right? Is, uh, but there are, are other ideas all throughout ancient philosophy and religion and, you know, sort of worldviews that talk about the logos, right? The, you know, the idea and that, that the word um, and, and the word having power. <clears throat> and it's so I, I was just thinking about all of this stuff as she's saying this. And then I was thinking, we're going to be podcasting later. And what are you doing when you're you're using your voice, right? It's like, and it's just another synchronicity of like, you know, maybe the reason that 
you know, one of the reasons that we're here, you know, in this life is to, you know, to, to find our voices and to, and to use them. And, um, you know, and so it's been, it's been a wonderful experience, you know, this last week to, you know, sort of chit chat about some of this stuff, but also, you know, now discovering like the, that there's, even though all last week was about, oh, there's more to everything right now being inside the experience of doing this and discovering from the interior perspective of this process that I'm discovering more than I expected as well. Right. And so that's kind of this neat learning that I've had this week uh, of just, you know, experiencing this process in a way that I didn't expect to, you know, and having it mean even more, you know, mm-hmm. I thought it would, I thought it was going to be fun because, well, I like hanging out with you and I like talking and these are topics that I don't get to talk about regularly. Right. <laughs> you know, you just can't sit down at a bar next to a guy when I'm on a sales call and be like, so what do you think of materialism? <laughs> you know, it's just, it doesn't work. <laughs> What's your chakra saying? Today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's your chakras, buddy? <laughs> I don't know. Give me another Bud Light. <laughs> oh, well, Bud Light is blue, which is. You know the can is blue, yeah, and uh, and that's the color of the uh, throat chakra, which is where your vocal center is. So oh. there you go. It's not a coincidence that I thought yeah. of that beer. You, maybe Bud Light helps you find your voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's helped a lot of people yeah, right. with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I just wanted to you know as we're trying to f- figure out how to really uh, work through this first segment all the way, um, I wanted to sort of touch base on last week's episode and um, yeah. and kind of you know. And, um, and so I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to, you know, add in there or from thinking about last week's episode or any yeah. other extra I mean, thoughts kicking around. Something, or, yeah. Something that just kind of comes to mind is how, uh, this experience can kind of be like, um, multiple levels of finding our voices, obviously like finding our podcast voices, like what, what works and mm-hmm. what, you know, what words we want to stop saying because we say them too much <laughs> and things like that. Um, but also like uh, learning from each other, right? Um, helping one another or whoever is listening um, f- find a find a, a voice or uh, hear something new and in that way start living into it. And cause that's, that's kind of how you find your voice. You have new experiences and you put yourself into them. So yeah, it's kind of, it'll, it'll be, um, I'm just curious how that all kind of will play out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's neat to see that there's a, there's a whole realm of possibility that lies before us. Right. And those are the things that we always say to ourselves. You know, we tell our kids that all the time, you know, you can do whatever you want and you can be whatever you want to be, you know, but we always follow it up with, we just got to put your mind to it. And in our social context, mm-hmm. that usually means like, just work harder, you know, and right. sleep less and have less time off. But I think really, you know, when we say put your mind to it, it really means like, you know, mind is not brain, right? Mind is is more connected to self. Mm-hmm. Right? Put yourself to it, like, you know, and that, yeah. but that, that begins to imply all kinds of other things like self-care, mm-hmm. you know, and growth. And, and then that's actually the key, right? So, wow. Well, the ancient, the, yeah, I mean, the ancient, people or the Hebrews or whatever you want to call them, the the thinking happened in the heart. Oh, yeah. Right? So yeah, um, I, that's a really yeah. kind of cool way to, yeah. to sort of frame that is, you know, put right. your mind to it. 
Yeah. And that, in their sense, it would be put your entire being into it. Right. Essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we, we have evidence that, that's, that there's truth behind that, right? When we've heard about transplants, if somebody has right. a heart transplant, oh, yeah. right? Right. Or even other organs, right? And they transfer with them, you know, memories, sometimes personality traits, you know? And uh, so that we could do a whole episode on that sometime, can't we? <laughs> I think For we, sure. I think it's on the list somewhere, yeah. something like that. I don't know. I lost my list, but uh, you're, you're nice <laughs> enough to, <laughs> you know, technology, man. Here I am running the social media. I can't even find my list. Right, right. Yeah. It's because it was on a different social media that you don't have access to right, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that kind of brings us to one of the things that we hope this uh, this first segment will rely heavily on in the future as as our our listenership grows um, is uh, show communications. So as I mentioned, we do have the email is up and running. So it's uh, brothers at music of the spheres podcast.com. And you can send us, um, uh, send us anything, um, ideas, thoughts, um, you know, and what I do want to say though, is if you don't want your email to be read on the show, please put that in the email because I, I want to use it as fodder for the, for the show. <laughs> right, yeah. I need content and that's a great content and it's really nice to in, engage with people in that way. Um, and so if you don't want your email to be read, just let us know when you send it. You can still send us an email and I won't read it if you let us know. But <clears throat> we do, we do want to engage with anybody out there that's listening and um, even, if, even if your email is just to say, hey, I listened to it. That would be great too. Just to, you know, yeah. we can see analytics and stuff, but to but to get names and um and and that that connection on a deeper level would be awesome. So, uh, brothers at music of the spheres podcast dot com, and we, I actually I have two emails that we have received um, that I wanted to to read to you. Um, and uh, the first one is from uh, someone named Jade, and. Uh, it's a weird, weird email uh, coming from iCloud. And it says, Hello, brothers. I've been following Jason's work since his podcast, The Minor Leagues. I've been waiting and waiting for the opportunity to hear his unique voice again. Also, you don't say who composed the show's music, but it sounds very familiar. In the late 2000s, there was a composer for film and television that only went by the moniker J-Rock 3000. Some say he was a robot, so it would make sense if he was still around. Ha ha. Looking forward to hearing where you guys spin next. Jade. <laughs> so this was the first email that we received at Music of the Spheres podcast. And I'm like, who the heck is Jade? Because <laughs> I immediately scanned to the bottom. You know, it was an email. I, it looked weird and I didn't, um, I didn't re- you know, notice it and so i immediately scanned at the bottom and thought, i don't know any jade maybe this is somebody brand new that we don't know has emailed us you know this is really cool and then i started reading it and i'm like wait a second the minor leagues yeah, who that knows was, about that that was the podcast <laughs> that jason did with our friend heath and then I, the j-rock 3000 was uh was a was a uh i guess a character in the show that you and Heath did in college. Yeah. Better late than never. Better late right? than never. Right. Yeah. It was the late night TV show that you and you and Heath hosted together on the, yes. on the campus TV show. So then I started, I put it all together and I realized that, that Heath had just totally duped me. 
And I happened to be texting with him at the time, complaining to him that I hadn't gotten an email yet. <laughs> and so he gave me an email, which is just wonderful. And then uh, I realized it was uh, it was a fake email. Um, but it still will go down in Music of the Spheres podcast history as our first email. Yeah. Not our first actual Jade. listener communication, but it's our first. I wonder if he chose that because that, that's like a, that's a gem, right? Like a. Oh, uh, yes. I don't know if it's. It's, it's green. It's like that. Right. It's like that light, you know, almost like it's not transparent, but it's all nearly translucent, I think. Yeah. I'm probably totally getting that wrong. So well, that would be a we great can thing get to email. some emails about that. <laughs> Um, but that was uh, that was Heath, and um, so I-, I wanted to take a moment while we were talking about Heath. Uh, I-, I was remiss when we did all the thank yous at the end of last week's episode. I forgot to thank Heath, and so um, I want to give a special thanks to Heath. He's my best friend, um, and he's one of Jason's close friends. They actually um, went to college together for a little bit and roomed together, um, and-, and Heath's a fantastic friend, and uh, he's actually a, a really great artist he does all of the uh, artwork for our can labels at the brewery um, and he did the cover art for the podcast so when you see that music of the spheres um, he did that for us which was really cool and he gave us a couple iterations that's the one that we chose um, but even beyond uh, giving us artwork <laughs> we probably wouldn't exist without him because he gave me a lot of technical support when it came to doing this because he's he's great at uh, web design and working with the internet and stuff so he helped me make the email work um, he confirmed that I was going in the right direction with all the technical side of the podcast. So, yeah. um, great, great friend of ours, and just big thank you out there to you, Heath, for uh, everything that you do um, for us all. And uh, hopefully, this is a long-lasting yeah. thing. Or Jade, or or Jade, or whoever. Yes, um, she is. And so, I after that email came in, it was a couple days ago. We got our actual first uh, email. So. So huh? our first one was fake, which is just right. perfectly fitting for us. But the <laughs> the uh, we actually got a real email um, from a person that actually listened to it. And so um, I, I knew who it was, and I asked him if it would be okay if I read it because I had forgotten to say that thing I yeah. said. No, that was – yeah. um, And this is uh, what they say. This is uh, f- from somebody who's going by MC. Uh, Greetings. Just gave a listen and enjoyed of course, love your name as the music of the spheres brings me right back to Plato's cosmology. Looking forward to more as you smashed into materiality with so many concepts near and dear to my heart. All best, MC. So that's very cool to yeah. uh, to receive uh, a, a communication like that. And um, so thank you for sending that email along. We really appreciate hearing that it's um, that what we're doing is is impactful for you and um, we look forward to continuing this conversation. So any of, any of the rest of you out there that uh, haven't sent an email yet, I know there's a few of you. Um, and, uh, so send an email, or <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us about, uh, how this is hitting you or give us ideas. Really? That, that'd be great yeah. too. We want this to be, you know, not just a conversation between two brothers and sometimes Lila, but also, you know, everybody right. else out there. Yeah. Cause, cause what's nice about, um, I mean, what works, I think in our, favor is our uh varied interests so um hopefully we are able to um touch on things that are near and dear to people's hearts maybe you know not every week because it'll be a varied Mm -hmm. topic sort of experience but that's really cool just to to know that people are resonating with things that we're bouncing around in our heads too so yeah that's cool yeah 
So we have to get to the beer, but we thought before we did that, we'd let Jason, he's our social media guru here at Music yes. of the Spheres podcast. So we're going to let Jason give the uh, social media updates and if there's anything going on out there or what our followers, if we've gotten any messages or anything, how, how people can connect out there on that. Yeah. And I'm going to go grab the cold beer from the fridge. So, Sounds great. So you, you share that with Looking them. Looking forward to it. I am a little parched anyway. So uh, yeah, we are on Instagram, as I said, uh, it's a... Uh, music of the spheres pod at music of the spheres pod on instagram you can follow us and um we'll we'll continually uh post some more pictures and uh every week we'll we'll definitely post the beer we're drinking and a, a picture of the studio and um ideas for for you know do you want to see what we look like a lot of you know us but um <laughs> you know if you want to not see what we look like, I understand as well. Uh, we're also on Facebook, and that's just searching for uh, Music of the Spheres podcast. And those will kind of uh, work together, Instagram and Facebook, um, where we will um, post pictures and um, remind you of uh, where to email us and uh, updates about, uh, like Jordan said, we're, we're going to try to always have a, a new episode out on Thursdays. So, um the social media will kind of pick up on on Thursday mornings and during the day to kind of remind you that it's out there and a new episode is up. So yeah, we're just, uh, we're interacting here with one another, but it's also to, to interact with all of you. So awesome. So find us on the socials, send us an email. Um, and that's the way we can all participate in this, uh, larger conversation this together. is another twist off it's another twist off it's essentially the exact same beer as last week but this is the light version so if you remember last week's beer we were drinking yingling premium beer which is the yingling's budget beer um which you know i made the comment like yingling is kind of budgety to begin with and then they make a budget <laughs> of their budget now this week is the budget of the budget of the budget because this is Yingling Premium Light. So this is the light beer version of what we had last week. So um, I, I just you know I, it's like I said it's a fun beer. It's exciting and um, and it's a cool old school. Well, no, you said timeless, timeless looking uh, label, and the label is yeah. no different at all except for this is blue. This one's blue, <laughs> <laughs> and instead of beer, it says Premium Light. Um, and it does because I think they're trying to compete with Michelob Ultra. It says okay. 98 calories. Yeah, the yeah. Under, under 100 club. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. part of that club. That's too. like, that's kind of like our golf scores. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So uh, we take take a, so we, we, we gave you the rundown on the bottle and uh, take a look at it. Now, oddly enough, it pours. Oh, I wonder if we can get the, the sound of the fizz on the microphone. I don't know if that'll pick up or not. We'll have to bump it up a little bit there. But all right, so this is yeah, it's it's yellow uh, like the other one was. <laughs> I, this is you guys are. I know wherever you're listening right now, you're like, why? Wow, this is the most interesting thing I've ever heard on a podcast. It's yellow. Uh, it is very clear. It's um, you know very well filtered beer. It's that light straw color you would imagine to, you know, any any yellow beer to, to uh, look like. And and this part of the description is probably going to be the same for every single one yeah. because well, we've it's, committed to only using yellow beers for this. So. It's just the faintest hint of uh, beer, <laughs> right? Do you, do you smell any beer? Just just barely, I think. You <laughs> how, know? how many calories do you smell? <laughs> I smell 
I, well, I didn't pour the whole bottle, so I smell <laughs> about like 71 <laughs> calories. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, 98 calories of fun right here. And, uh, well, yeah, it does... It does have that gr- like a little bit of a like little, a grassy, little, yeah. grainy, like field grain kind mm-hmm. of aroma, which is nice. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It reminds me of uh, of my childhood. Not not the drinking beer part, but like the <laughs> you know, the fields. Yeah, would explain a lot though. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, and the, the yeah, it's a very light, very light character. Mm-hmm. It's very um, yeah. It just kind of glances off the palate perfectly uh, drinkable for when you have to do a large amount of speaking yeah yes. you know, you, you don't. well i got yeah i got a few more icing down for it <laughs> okay so, yeah. oh great so like in the middle well, of your segment you can crack another one if you need it but yeah um yeah so that's yingling premium light um it's a fantastic beer if you know of beers that you want us to try um let us know we can try to find them um if we can't find them then you can send them our way and um We'll uh, we'll let you know how to contact the show if if you email us. Um, so yeah, that's Yingling Premium Light. If you find it somewhere, get it. It's fun beer, great for easy drinking. You know, and, yeah, and only ninety eight calories, so you can drink it after you run and don't yeah. feel like you really mess things up too bad. Feel feel no shame drinking this <laughs> premium light. All right, so um, as the as the show format uh, states. Uh, I, I presented a topic last week, so Jason's going to present a topic this week, and he's prepared, and I see he's got, uh, in comparison to my notes, his could be described as copious. There are many. Yeah, it's like a whole uh, storybook here in front of you. Yeah, I know. I've been trying not to like sneak peeks at it. It's <laughs> very in- intrigued. Well, but- I made my handwriting so horrible that I don't know how you could read that upside down, but... I can't. That's why I don't know what it's about. So, um, but I would, I would like to, uh, um, in your question that you asked before, I think it would be nice. To, what was a, uh, there's fox, boy, horse. And mole. Mole. <laughs> yeah. Dad, totally. I would love that. Just have a big old hole that I can go in anytime and just dive down there and escape the hole, you know? And I could be down in there thinking about, you know, what do moles think about? I don't know. I don't know. Making holes, right? <laughs> Molson making holes. <laughs> Molson, yes. that's another good one. Oh, another Molson, yeah. We'll have to do Molson on yeah, here. Yeah, as right a tribute to uh, to Grandpa Faye. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we're gonna take a little break, and then we'll uh, come right back. And Jason will be sharing the fruit of his mind <laughs> with us tonight. <laughs> we'll be right back here on Music of the Spheres podcast.
time where we uh, get to see if the vine from which my mind fruit comes <laughs> is uh, healthy or is in deep need of nourishment. <laughs> Put some fertilizer. We'll on see. That. Yeah, mind fruit. Okay. Well, it's one way to describe what goes on up here. So. Uh, yeah, the topic of, of, you know, the question to Lila, uh, I guess, has kept it a little vague, although we will probably name this episode, so that'll maybe give it away a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, thinking about your uh, your topic last week and um, sort of just the cosmic or the um, universal nature of the experience of the material and um, got me sort of dwelling on some other sort of universal topics that that I might be able to um, at least shed some light on and, and let us get curious about. And so uh, today's topic, this, this podcast, is around fear. Oh, nice. Um, so... Are we going to be smashing fear? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. We can't. I mean, every episode yeah. can't be smashing something, right? But, you know, smashing yeah. fear would be cool. Yeah, and we'll, you know, <laughs> around Halloween we can do the smashing pumpkins one, and yeah, you know, yeah. You should have saved this for end of October, <laughs> right? Yeah, Cape, yeah. yeah, Cape fear, all the fear. Yeah, um, but it, you know, it be, when you when you really start to think about it, um, fear is is talked about in like all the walks of life. All right, if you just think of like a few things uh, to start off with. So um, we know in the political arena, there is that famous um, line in FDR's first uh, inaugural address, I believe, that is the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a, a really, you know, like a nice turn of phrase, right? Like, yeah, we've been all learning it for decades now. Um, and he he might have stolen it from uh, poetry or or at least borrowed the idea of that line. And it, I mean, it, it makes sense in sort of like a, a black and white sort of type of thinking as far as, um, yeah, that makes sense that fear, if, if we could get rid of it, then there wouldn't be anything else to fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, I, I think it's just a nice turn of phrase, but may not like really dig into the nuance of the fear that we experience yeah. and what makes us afraid. Yeah. Um, but there it is right in the political social arena, um, front and center. And it still kind of seems to be today. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus was also one who talked about fear. Uh, I don't know how many times he said, don't be afraid, right. but he said it quite a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so it's, it was happening at yeah. least 2000 years ago, if not, um, you know, in the Old Testament, I'm sure there's there's a lot of do right. not do not fear, do not be afraid, kind of thing. Right. I I think I remember, I remember a, reading a commentary where they gave the actual statistic, and I don't remember what the right. number is, but the, the number of times that Jesus said either the exact phrase "be not afraid" or something, you know, that could be construed as such. Yeah. And he said it a lot, um, to the point where I think it, I think this commentary that I read was saying that it's the most, you know, repeated phrase that he said. Right. You know, it was his, so that kind of says, well, maybe it was central to <laughs> yeah. what he was yeah. trying to share with us. trying to tell us something. <laughs> but at the same time, like, whenever I read that, I'm like, well, great. I don't, 
how do how do we how do I do that? Yeah, like, yeah. How that, do I not be afraid? Okay, that's always it, right? Yeah, that's always it. Oh, this is funny. I just realized this. Uh, another synchronicity, and it's a good thing you have your notes because I'm totally interrupting you right now. <laughs> but, um, but you just you're doing this thing on you know fear and not being afraid and how to do that. I every month for church I have to write a uh, front page article oh, yeah. for our for newsletter. The newsletter. Yeah, 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 and um. And, uh, the whole thing is about, it's from, oh, I can't remember cause I did it this morning and I like flush it out of my brain as quick as I was done because I had other things going on, but it was one of the Psalms. I can't remember which one, but it was, you know, essentially do not fret, do not, you know, do not worry. And so the whole thing is like, but how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> cause it's easy to say it and it's right. easy to read it. I can read it, but uh-huh. how do I then, you know, go about actually implementing that in my life? Right. Because even writing it. You know, I'm still, you know, I'm still feeling fear about other things in my life as I'm writing, do not fret. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. it's a weird, it is a weird. I'm of, getting my newsletter article done, so I don't have to worry or yeah. be afraid about that anymore. Yeah. But yeah. there's this other thing that's coming like a freight train. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so that's kind of the, that's kind of the interesting thing is like um, in, in politics, in religion we have these very sort of like clean phrases that tell us to not be afraid um but then we're kind of left thinking um another example is hey jude right this song that paul mccartney um you know the story goes that he wrote it for julian lennon when his parents split up so it was originally i guess called hey jules um but he liked the way jude sounded um, and then it didn't have to necessarily be about anyone specific, but it says, Hey Jude, don't be afraid. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Right. Thanks Paul. Yeah. Um, I'll take this sad song and make it better somehow. <laughs> yeah. And, but uh, you know, the, your choreo is like, well, it's still a sad song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can put all the na 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 na's at the end <laughs> that we want, but how helpful are, are the na na na's? Well, that's how you make us. A- sad song better you take all the sad words out and put na 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 right and then it's not exactly. sad anymore yeah it's just na 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 yeah which is very actually kind of freeing and happy so maybe this this song is a microcosm of the podcast um and, uh going going back to jesus he also kind of in the same fear realm you know worry and anxiety he says in the gospel of matthew can any of you right by worrying add a single hour to your span of life so that's kind of like digging a little deeper mm-hmm. um, where it's like we we get it cognitively, I, I suppose, where it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. We obviously if we worry, it's not going to expand our lives or um, you know, if we have anxiety around this thing, um, as long as we have enough anxiety, um, it won't happen or <laughs> right. 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 So, yeah. Um, but but like. Uh, again, kind of maybe the the heart versus the mind sort of uh, way of thinking about our existence. Uh, it it these things might make sense to us cognitively, but feeling wise, it's like we don't know exactly what to feel. Yeah. Um, and then going to the year I was born, uh, nineteen eighty eight. For anyone who wants to do some math, uh, this song came out by Bobby McFerrin called uh, <laughs> Don't Worry, Be Happy. And he says, in every life, 
we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? How profound Don't is worry, that? be happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's all these... And that's probably you know, his most famous song ever. Oh, yeah, because in 1989, it won a Grammy for yeah. Best Song. Um, and really simple song, uh, this, you know, beautiful little melody of 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 woos and or whatever the sound they're making i know it's not na 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 but it's uh yeah, yeah. It's woo 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 or something um but just like those are just examples i could think of in the in the past week thinking of mm-hmm. how um we hear so much don't fear don't worry um and we hear it and think it and understand it but can we live it yeah. is kind of the yeah exploration of of today right so, right because um, and i think this is a, this is a, a fantastic topic um just because it's something that we all deal with constantly you know even even the people that you meet in your life and you look at them and you're like oh this person's got it together you know right even even those people in an honest moment would admit to you that they deal with their own fears and anxieties and worries yeah. and you know the just the challenges and troubles of of being a human you know in the world you know right. it's something that everybody encounters and and i think we all you know we've all had moments in our lives where we've felt debilitated by our fear um but we've also had moments where sometimes we've overcome it you know and uh so yeah mm-hmm. I, you know how does that how, how does that play out in our lives it's a fantastic topic also just because the world's a scary place too you know mm-hmm. we always i think we always tend to say like we always tend to feel like we live in the scariest, craziest times, you know, as, right. as humans. But I think, you know, most humans would probably have said that, like looking around at the world, oh, this is crazy. This is scary. This uh-huh. is, you know, and and I think it's just part of the human experience that you look at the world and it looks chaotic and scary. Right. And so we're all in that, you know, that big soup and wondering if it's boiling over or not, you know. Yeah. 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 It's really a, an area where um, we we could feel a lot of empathy toward one another because it is a shared experience um but have we equipped ourselves i guess so i'm gonna use three um kind of very different uh resources to just explore this a little bit and um help myself with my own curiosity about it and we'll we'll talk and um those of you listening uh you know your curiosities hopefully are uh are part of this as well and feel free to reach out with um more information than i than i can give but uh so as long as i don't have to do a, a work cited page or a bibliography <laughs> in the show notes you can use as many resources as you want yeah right no no i'm yeah not doing the uh the work cited resources page um apa format or whatever <laughs> um so the the first is a ted talk you know the uh the famous ted talks uh 15 minutes or whatever they are so there's not really a ton of information from from it but i thought it was really interesting um by karen thompson walker and really the the idea and maybe this is kind of the the name of the podcast is can we fear better um she starts out by saying we know how fear feels right um but we do we know what it means um and she goes on to talk about uh neuroscience which is something i'm i'm getting more interested in as i get deeper into 
my studies, um, you know, really a, a good therapist will know what's happening in the mind and uh, different connections that are maybe broken or synapses uh, firing. When you or, say mind, you mean brain. Brain. Just going back to our earlier conversation. Yes. Like brain mind. Brain. Yeah, the yeah. brain. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, and and she she tells uh, tells us that neuroscience um, has shown that we are hardwired to be optimists, hmm. which is, is kind of an interesting uh, way to think about fear because that means that you know if if we're wanting to be optimistic and fear is is really a strong force in taking away our optimism then we've had to evolve or adapt ourselves to protect us from that threat hmm. um so that is her her idea is that like, that is why fear is something that we overcome hmm. or um, all these, all these sayings that we have: "Don't be afraid, don't worry." Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing we have to fear is fear. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's because we uh, are kind of uh, evolved to combat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can get back to that optimistic brain that we so long for. And then she kind of goes into this really interesting idea of how fear and storytelling is uh, are similar in in the way they kind of play out so uh, like stories fears have characters um and we're we're often the starring <laughs> the starring character that's also why we like to do in it, our yeah. fears right yeah I get, to, I get to have the lead role <laughs> yeah i know yeah. our name and shining lights and um yeah we're the we're the central focus um and then uh you know, we are because of that. We are both author and reader. You know, we're kind of we're kind of building these spheres, and we're the main character. But then we're also trying to, at the same time as we're building them, we're trying to uh, interpret them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so there are these plots that we're building and that we're reading, and that's why maybe it can all be so confusing. Mm-hmm. Because um, how can you do all of that at once? How can you uh, build and interpret all at the same time while also uh, being so afraid that you're not even thinking as clearly as you usually do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so uh, she goes on to say that, um, you know, fears contain imagery, mm-hmm. illustrations like a, like a storybook. Um, and, and often, I guess if, you know, if you're thinking of uh, those those people who go to the worst case scenario, those those images are quite terrifying. Um, but it can be on a can be on a spectrum. And obviously, then the fears, like a story, has like a climax or a suspense. Uh, what will happen next? Um, and maybe that's kind of when our um, physiological bodies start. You know, our hands get sweaty, or mm-hmm. um, our mouth gets dry, or yeah, get that. Get that pit in the stomach, not right, the right. good kind of chakra pit, but like yeah, the... Yeah. I don't the, think it's a good kind of pit. That's when your chakra's not working. <laughs> oh, right. okay. Yeah, okay. you got to recharge that thing. I've got to study right my, yeah. my chakras. Yeah, your battery gets low. You <laughs> plug it in. <laughs> so the bad kind of pit. There's no good kind of pit. I don't know. I've just said that. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, the butterflies, they don't feel very good, I guess. Well, though. sometimes sometimes that can be an exciting experience. You know? Yeah, if, that's true. If butterflies are for something that you've, you know, you've been excited to do. Right. And then, you know, yeah. you're finally achieving it and you just get a little bit of, yeah. yeah. But like that pit in your stomach, when I said, you know, pit in your stomach is usually a, right. you know. Yeah. And once in a while, she says that our fears do come true, but the majority of the time it's not that's not the case right <laughs> like the, the fears that we have are half truths or yeah nothing that we thought would happen actually happens right and uh, now isn't that i mean maybe you'll touch on this but that just triggers a thought about it and um i'm not saving it for the last segment um just the idea of sometimes that's the reason that we worry and that we fear isn't like we do it because we we've had that experience so many times. I worried about this thing and then it didn't come true, you know. And so you kind of get this you kind of get trained to like the bad things in your life that have happened, you know, that normally you would be afraid of. Usually you don't see them coming, right? So you don't have time to be afraid of them. The stuff that you fear doesn't happen, right? So then right. it's maybe like we train ourselves to continue to uh-huh. be fearful to ward these things off, to say, well, if I'm afraid of that, it won't happen. Right. Because all the bad stuff in my life comes out of left field and I don't see it coming. Yeah. Right. So if I'm just afraid, you know, about this, then that'll be, you know, it's like, it's like when you, um, <laughs> we, have, we have a friend that every time she goes hiking, it rains. Right. You know? And so it's like, well, if I don't go hiking, it won't rain and the weather will be beautiful. But if I go hiking, now it's going to rain, you know? Yeah. It's like, and that happens uh-huh. to us all the time, right? Well, it's the best way to you know, to, to make sure that the weather's really nice. You cancel all your plans, you know, because of the weather forecast. Yeah. Right. It's got that kind of thing. I wonder if that's, I don't know, maybe you'll touch on that. Right. Well, yeah. Like superstitions. Uh, yeah. There's like, a, there's a superstitious, you know, element to it, it seems, yeah. but it's not even superstitious. It's like our own training, mm-hmm. almost Pavlovian, right? Like that we, we experience bad things as unexpected. And so, you, you know, we, train ourselves to fear things so that they're not unexpected you know and then they usually don't happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's weird that's just that just popped in my head when you said that so. yeah no um so she's she kind of leaves it open-ended a little bit um but with that storytelling idea where you, you're trying to figure out what stories to listen to which ones are going to be most accurate of of this little bit of fear. Cause we know that like, it's going to be around. We're going to be afraid. We're going to have anxiety and worry. Um, and it seems like so many of us are just not, not good at reading the stories mm-hmm. and, uh, we can let it overcome us, uh, or, um, be overwhelmed by it. So becoming better readers of our fear, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> listening to uh, the nuance, the subtleties, um, fears can be stories, you know, fit for an Oscar worthy movie, <laughs> right? Right, right? Like where we create yeah. this character who has gone through the worst of things and just barely survives. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Academy loves it and, you get an Oscar. Um, but maybe that doesn't have to be the case. Right. Yeah. Um, and speaking of movies, that's that's kind of the, the second 
resource that I wanted to use tonight is... Um, is it the jerk? Steve Martin? <laughs> <laughs> Don't call that dog lifesaver. <laughs> <laughs> call Stay him away stupid. From the cans. He hates the cans. He was afraid. He was. He was very afraid That's of that right, moment. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from the cans, man. Oh, he hates these cans. <laughs> Anyway, oh, that was a great movie. yeah, um, no, maybe uh, maybe there's a Steve Martin podcast in here for sure. Oh um, yeah, yeah. The uh, the film I I would like to focus on for a little bit is Inside Out. Okay, a, uh, a Pixar movie. Okay, that is following this um, young person Riley and the emotions that are inside Riley's head. So. Um, it, I thought it was one of the, the greatest Pixar movies, um, not only like content wise, cause I'm into this kind of stuff, um, you know, like what's happening inside of us right. and how it's affecting the outside of us. Right. Right. Um, and we oftentimes don't think that that's the case. Right. Right. You know, we always think, you know, it's like a messy room, you know, like you just close the door. And you can't see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, I cleaned my room. I yeah. just pushed everything under my bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he walked through and kicks things with his feet. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but it's it's true. I think we, we live our lives like that, too. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's... But when we when you do that, what you're really doing is you're closing off to your inner world. Right. right. Which then you know yourself even less well. And you're unable to read your story. Yeah in an effective way to you know quell the fears yeah so yeah it's i i think we we do that i mean i know i have i've I've often thought well oh my junk is just mine i'll keep it to myself but then you you don't realize how it's affecting the world around you yeah you know until you're like oh why is this happening oh oh because of my stuff yeah and it's like whoa yeah you realize that yeah and as and as soon as you get old enough to have experienced some like crap in your life, which unfortunately some, sometimes you're fairly young. Oh yeah. Um, you start to realize, Oh, like they're like everybody else has a lot of crap that is, (laughs) is not part of their, their facade or Mm -hmm. whatever sort of, uh, character we put on as we walk out the front door in the morning. Um, so the, the, Emotions that they have uh, highlighted inside Riley's uh, mind or brain or uh, existence is joy, anger, sadness, disgust, and fear mm-hmm. is, is one of the five. And when the movie starts, you know, Riley is uh, just a kid and joy is kind of the main the main character inside the yeah. mind there. Yeah. Um you know, a job of a kid, I learned this in my lifespan class, um, you know, a kid's job is to play. Yeah. Like, they're supposed to get good at playing mm-hmm. when they're younger, and obviously playing fills you with joy. So um, all the other emotions are either not not really fully experienced yet or or even, like, kind of suppressed. Because mm-hmm. what does a, I mean, what does a parent do when they see their child sad or fear they as as kind of the natural thing you do you hold them you say oh it's gonna be okay or Mm -hmm. um don't be sad or you don't have to be afraid of 
the dark or whatever the monster under your bed that's another great movie monsters inc um, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so maybe it's that they haven't been experienced but maybe it is that they've been experienced but immediately like squashed yeah so joy rules and reigns right um right. at the beginning and you know somebody else is helping you with those other negative emotions right right mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with it on your own you yeah know? whoever mm-hmm. you're for for the people who are fortunate enough to grow up with a loving guardian right. of some sort yeah. whoever that person is in in your life at that time deals with that for you mm-hmm. you know it's like this is my this is my brokenness this is my something that's that's harming me and causing all this negative stuff that i'm actually feeling with my whole insides but then somebody comes along and makes it feel better you know right. and it's and i think you know you're talking about this turning point when you know crap starts to happen in your life right as as you put it um that that turning point is when you start to realize oh i have to i have to clean up this mess you right. know like uh-huh. it's nobody's going to help me with it you know and i think there's various degrees to which that happens in people's lives you know like right. you know some people it's like you you know you start cleaning up some of the messes but then there's a bigger one you know and uh and so it's like yeah i think that's something that's an experience that a lot of people have but i've never thought of it in that way before that's very interesting yeah so um riley they uh the family moves when riley is about 11 and we we kind of learned through riley um as the character moves from childhood to more adolescence and is experiencing this move at the same time that um, she's going to have, Riley's going to have to start experiencing some of these other emotions Mm -hmm. because not only is adolescence uh, a crazy time, it's, you know, it's, Full, whatever adjective you want to <laughs> describe it as, right? We all we can all um, fill in the blank there yeah, <laughs> from, yeah. our own, from our own experience, right? Um, but the move as well is triggering all these these emotions: sadness of losing friends, um, you know, some disgust at the parents, right, for making this happen. Um, the the fear of not fitting in or um not finding your place uh in this this new place that um when when Riley begins to experience these different emotions it's it's kind of shocking to uh what Riley is experiencing but also like in the characters like inside Riley's mind mm-hmm. um and they, at first they, they kind of like, they're freaking out and they're trying to remember uh, and gather Riley's core memories to help help Riley through this difficult time. This is his inner self talking about that? Or this is his, like his family and his people? These, these are like the emotions. They're, oh, so yeah. So it's... Um, they're like going and, and trying right, to right. gather all these, right. these things. To, so actually witnessing the mechanics of his, right. of his inner right. self. Right. Okay. And... Uh, when they when they do that, I guess kind of like what what we start realizing kind of along with Riley is that as painful as starting to experience things other than joy is, it it's really once you start experiencing them and 
realize you can kind of work through them. Spoiler alert, I guess. It's kind of an old movie at this point. <laughs> this is the second time you've spoiled stuff in this many episodes. <laughs> right. What did I spoil last time? You gave a spoiler alert for uh, the um, alternate universe in Fringe. Oh, right. yeah. And you're like, spoiler alert. Yeah. But if you haven't watched it by now, you deserve it. You know <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow. I sound so cruel. Yeah. yeah um, you don't care about spoiling but, people's... Uh, yeah, I feel like that happened early on in the show. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, if you didn't see it coming, either after right. a couple episodes, yeah. you know. <laughs> anyway, don't let me ruin uh, Fringe or Inside Out. They're both uh, really good. Um, but you kind of start realizing that um, the more you experience these emotions, this sort of variety, um, as painful as it is, uh, it if you can experience them. Hopefully, in in Riley's case, it was with two loving parents, right? Um, that that will set you up well for um, moving further into adolescence and into adulthood. Um, just having a having a sense of knowing that it's normal <laughs> to experience joy and anger and sadness and disgust and fear and a whole lot of other things. Um, so I think the movie, and this is just kind of what I took away, um, you know, not, not being a parent myself, but having worked with a lot of kids in my twenties and early thirties, um, as kind of you were, you were mentioning before, uh, talking to children about what they're worried about, what they fear, um, you know, because the more we avoid something, the scarier it is. Yeah, I would, I would argue. Yeah, it's probably pretty clear in our in our lives. Right, right. Um, so if you can have that moment, you know, if you're a parent listening to this, um, kind of taking this teamwork approach, this um, saying, you know, it, I know it, it's not great to to feel sad, but that I will pass. Um, it's not great to feel afraid, but, um, I'm here and it's, we're going to feel afraid. So it's good to experience it in little doses like this, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I have a monster on my bed or, um, the dark or the scary noises and just kind of, I, I, I think the movie just does a nice job of saying in, in little spurts, we can start understanding what it means when like FDR or Bobby McFerrin or mm. Paul McCartney or Jesus say, don't be afraid. Right. We can say, Oh yeah, I remember when I was afraid and mm-hmm. I, um, I realized it was small or I realized I had people in my life that would help me through it or, um, realized coping strategies, whatever it is. And now I get what they were saying in their songs or their speeches um, or their gospels. So that's kind of the the main idea I wanted to share from uh, Inside Out. And I wanted to share some quotes from the character, Fear. Um, fear gets to talk. This is Riley's fear? His character? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, each, each of the characters is, you know, has like a character of their own. So okay. um, fear and, and joy, they're all... Right, right. Um, like portrayed as like these living mm-hmm. beings yeah and i think fears quotes kind of 
show us a little bit, like uh, paint a picture of the human experience. So the mm-hmm. the first one is, uh, did you see that face? They're judging us mm-hmm. when you know Ry- Riley is in the new school, um, and and that you know that obviously points to like the idea that um, one of our fears is what other people think about us, right. <laughs> and yeah. you know so we. And that's where anxiety and worry comes is we're, you know, constantly comparing ourselves to others and um, thinking what's so, you know, what's so bad about me? What's yeah. so wrong with me that these people are looking at us that way? Um, so that's just kind of an interesting quote. Um, another another one is, I am sure glad you told me earthquakes are a myth, Joy. Otherwise, I'd be terrified right now. <laughs> Sometimes we uh, deny that certain things are real in order to not have to think about them or be afraid of them. And, and so when you say, Oh, g- good thing, joy, thanks for telling me there's no such thing as earthquakes. Cause that, you know, that did sound like a terrible thing and yeah. I'm glad they're not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and another one is guys, we can't make Riley feel anything, which kind of points to, uh, this was this was at one of Riley's lowest moments in the new school. Um, I think not making a hockey team or something else that's happening. Um, where even um, where even like fear is not felt. Like mm-hmm. when we when we go completely numb mm-hmm. um, to these emotions, and which kind of which kind of tells us that to feel fear means that at least we're still feeling something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, another one, uh, let me guess, we have no pants on. <laughs> Which is kind of like when um, uh, it, it, Riley's having a dream and it's it's when the, when the fears have become commonplace, when it's not really yep. scary anymore. Like this is, oh yeah, I had a dream that I didn't have my pants on in a, yeah. in a class. On a... Anecdote note, uh, there was a moment in 11th grade when I was doing a presentation in English class on the Twilight Zone, something or other, and uh, get up, do the thing, come back. um, And it's one of those um, classrooms with uh, two people at a table, like at a desk. I come back, sit next to my friend, Sean. He's like, dude, your fly was down the whole time. (laughs) 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 And, uh, you know, what? I don't know how many years ago that was, right? But, uh, you know, 15, 16 years ago, there it is, uh, yeah. like etched into my <laughs> mind. I can, like, still never forget that. I can still feel the experience of, like, yeah. the fear of the embarrassment yeah. that I never want to feel ever again, <laughs> which is why I'm so glad uh, that, that the church where I was called, they want the ministers to wear robes, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't have to worry about any flies, any, yeah, like, yeah. any. Is that why you only wear sweatpants now? (laughs) All the time? All the time, yeah. No zippers for me. (laughs) Yeah, the only thing I have to fear is zippers. (laughs) FDR, I didn't get that one right for you. Yeah, right. Um, And then uh, the last one is, I wish joy was here, Hmm. is something that fear also says. is um, Because we we want to be optimistic. And I think that's that's a... I maybe mentioned it a little bit last week that we were created by God. So there is something beautiful about us, I believe. And there's, yeah. there's goodness before there's any 
any sort of bad and mm-hmm. and so we're we're trying to get back to that optimistic viewpoint not only of our own lives but of other people's lives um and sometimes we just wish joy was here and and so we have to listen to our fear stories and listen to um those of us who can maybe bring some comfort and some wisdom in those moments yeah and that kind of brings me to the last resource All right. that I wanted to talk about. All right. It's like a three-point sermon. You nailed it. Yeah, I know. Format right. there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I usually, uh, yeah, usually have a manuscript and uh, want to get every turn of phrase exactly so. And uh, this is like more back to the zipper, you know. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm afraid of uh, any sort of embarrassing moment in public. Um, but uh this this gets me back to the um maybe wrapping our heads around a little bit why I asked Lila the question I asked. Oh, yeah. So yeah. uh this is a book, mm-hmm. small book. Um I couldn't actually find my copy. I know I have one. Um called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Mm-hmm. Uh by a, an illustrator, really. Um that's his main thing. His his name is Charlie Mackesee. Um, and he did these illustrations and, and wrote little, just like little quotes underneath them. Mm -hmm. It's really, um, it's more beautiful than anything, just like the, the thought process behind it. Um, but he's got these, these four characters that kind of, um, go along on a journey. So this boy is going out, um, trying to go home, Mm -hmm. walking home and he comes upon a mole who, um, Makes a lot of jokes about eating cake, loving cake. Um, <laughs> you're wondering what moles do in this book. They this, eat cake. This mole loves cake. That's great. Um, and, you know, when I when I feel sad or or worried, I eat cake. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the next thing I do is stop and have some more cake. <laughs> um, and then they come. A, then they come across a fox who happens to not really say much at all um i think in the in the whole book the fox only speaks once mm-hmm. and says i don't speak because i don't think i have anything interesting to say huh. um, so that's kind of an interesting little tidbit yeah. um and then they come upon a horse um so i just wanted to share uh kind of how these characters talk about fear mm-hmm. um in their own ways and um, one kind of larger point at the end. So, um, the boy meets the mole and the mole says, um, most of the old moles I know wish they had listened less to their fears and more to their dreams. Hmm. Um, you know, and the book is, the book is really filled with, with all these little lines that, that really make you, um, just kind of stop and they help you breathe. I think, um, what if we did listen less to our fears? Because what are they, right? That's kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to learn about what our fears are right. and um, you know what they're trying to tell us. And maybe what they're trying to tell us is to not listen to them, right? <laughs> you know, or right. not make such a big deal of them. I mean, there is. I think there is a, a spectrum. Obviously, there are things to be afraid of and yeah. ways to keep ourselves right. safe from right. from harm, but. Um, at the same time, we do have dreams, we do have goals, we do have 
things we want to um, experience in life mm-hmm. and listening less to the fears maybe will let us live out some of those things. And the boy then kind of says, imagine how we would be if we were less afraid. Hmm. And says after that, um, isn't it odd? We were talking about this earlier. We can only see our outsides, but nearly everything happens on the inside. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Then they come along the fox and at first um, they're afraid of the fox. Um, but what the, what happens is the fox is stuck in a, a, like, kind of like a trap kind of thing. And the mole, uh, although afraid, kind of senses, almost senses some, some kind of like anguish in yeah. the fox and chews, chews through the, the strands or the string, the rope of the, the trap to get the fox free. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then, then they're kind of like walking along together. Yeah. Um, the mole kind of noticed something within the fox to to help it along, and then they come along the horse, which is kind of the the wisest creature that they meet. Um, and the the horse asks a few um, or answers a few questions that the that the boy has. So the boy asks, "What is the bravest thing you've ever asked or you've ever said?" Um, and the horse said, "Help." Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> A, That's pretty cool, right? A, a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I can't do this on my own, kind of thing. Um, then the uh, the horse says, "Everyone is a bit scared, but we are less scared together." Oh yeah, um, and tears fall for a reason, and they are your strength not your weakness. Mm. Um, And the boy and the mole, they kind of talk a little bit. You know, the mole says, I think everyone is just trying to get home. And the boy says, home isn't always a place, is Mm. it? And just these beautiful things uh, where they're, where they're interacting. Yeah. Um, And the boy kind of near the end, he says, we have such a long way to go. And then the horse in, in the horse's wisdom says, but look how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wanted to I wanted to share those quotes not not only because they're they're beautiful, but um, my interpretation of this is that uh, we are all four characters. So that that's kind of the trick question to Lila. Oh yeah, is that yeah we are the boy, we are the mole, mm-hmm. we are the fox, and we are the horse. Mm-hmm. We're we're wandering on a path like the boy. We're trying to figure out what home is. Um, we're facing this wilderness of fears and all this other stuff in the world, this you know big cosmic world that we live in, um, just trying to figure it out and <laughs> take one more step. Yeah. Um, and then the the mole part of us, I think, is kind of that that joy, that sort of silliness um, that I think be- because we were all children, mm-hmm. um, all of us that are adults anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have experienced joy and we hold that within ourselves. Yeah. Um, even if as adults we can't like express it and yeah. um, it's not as uh, accessible yeah. as it once was, but it's still there. There's like a silliness, um, right. 
a whimsy about us that's yeah. still there. Uh, where sometimes the mole's in the hole, right? Yeah, yeah sometimes the mole's in the <laughs> hole, and uh, you know, just looking for some cake. You're right, he's down there eating cake. <laughs> and we're like, Where's the party? Oh, the mole ate all the cake, and it's yeah, down right. in the hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what it's like to be a grown up sometimes, right? I mean, we we right. we do like we get into those places where we forget joyfulness, you know, mm-hmm. and it can be. We can say we're we're happy or we're enjoying something, but like that actual really experiencing joy, that can be something that's very difficult for an adult to access. You yeah. know, just like the, the oh, laughter yeah. of ch- children as they play, uh-huh. you know, adults don't usually sound like that, you know, we're, we're all busy talking about stuff and yeah. well, worrying about things, you know, right. and making that be what we talk about, uh-huh. you know, and even if we're having fun, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily that joyful level. Yeah. So there's a that nice sort of like reciprocal nature of us being able to learn from the joy of children and and children learning from us the the wisdom of experience, having experienced different emotions and and how um they don't always have to be so debilitating or whatever mm-hmm. whatever word you want to use um and then the the fox is the almost the wounded part of us the the one that does maybe feel judged or um, has low self-esteem or whatever it is that makes us feel like whatever we have to say is mm-hmm. is meaningless and nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. Right. So. Um, and that's true. Too. I mean, we, we've we all had Fox moments. Oh, yeah. In our lives or Fox seasons of our lives. Yeah. You know? Seasons where you yeah. go through a whole time of, you know, your your foot's caught in a trap, you know, in in your whole inner world or your emotional existence or, you know, even socially or culturally, you're, you're sort of locked away or locked up or restricted or you feel that way. And you can go through a whole season of life like that, right? And then even when you come out of it, there's a, there's a wound associated yeah. with that that the fox would have, right? And so now you're carrying that with you, not only as your reminder, but also something that you have to heal mm-hmm. through, Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We all have seasons of life like that. Right. And that healing, that's kind of like where the, where I kind of see the horse coming in is as sort of like the picture of the resilience that I think mm-hmm. uh, humans have to, to overcome, to be able to, um, yeah, experience the, the worries and the anxieties in a way that um, has like a wisdom behind it, whether it's, whether we know we have it or not, it it seems to be there. Yeah. Um, and we just we're like trying to like pull it out and f- flesh it out. Um, cause there's, I mean, there's, there's so much to be afraid of, right? There's just things off kind of off the top of my list here, but being alone and relationships ending and health and employment and our, you know, the future of our children and, all of our lists kind of go on and on. We, like, yeah. we could keep writing down things for, for hours. Um, and then because of that, some of our probably our worst decisions or most regretful decisions are motivated by our fear. Yeah. Where we misperceive what is actually an opportunity mm-hmm. as a threat yeah. or, yeah. you know, all these things that play out because, because fear is, mm-hmm. uh, we're not reading it. Um, yeah. we're thinking it <laughs> yeah. and knowing it's there, but not feeling it or, 
yeah. knowing how to feel it, yeah. I guess, is a way to say it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. A, a fear. I mean, if, I, I preach about this a lot, that, that fear is perhaps the greatest motivator for for a human being, right? It's just like so many of the decisions that we make in life are actually based on our fears of how something might come out or could come out or what ifs and this could happen or that might happen, you know, or I'm worried about this. And so I make, you actually make real decisions that impact your life and the lives of those around you based on a fear that is not even presented itself in reality. Right. You know, as, as well, you know, reality as far as circumstantial reality, right. It's yeah. definitely real in your, real in your in, experience yeah. and your, you know, your inner self and your inner world. But, but it's not the thing that you are afraid of has not manifested and yet it causes right. all sorts of other manifestations. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I guess the, the sort of overarching question of, of walking through these different resources is, you know, what if, what if we could be more present to our fears, um, honest about them, naming them, um, inviting others along into them, uh, like a vulnerability and saying, I, I am, a, I'm afraid of this or, um, I'm worrying about this. Um, so we don't have to be dominated by them. Um, so maybe we don't have to fear fear. Yeah. So that maybe it's just the, another thing that happens because it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, that's kind of, that's kind of what I have tonight. Awesome. It's, uh, reading our fear better can we fear better yeah oh that was a good turn of phrase did you write that down i did because it sounded like feel better (laughs) (laughs) i just want to feel better (laughs) yeah i know it almost sounds like a child is saying yeah Yeah. awesome so i think we'll uh digest that a little bit let my uh let my mind fruit uh (laughs) Take a rest and uh, and be right back.
Welcome back here on the Music of the Spheres podcast. We are now in the final segment of episode two, coming back from having heard Jason share a little bit about fear. And um, so, first of all, I just want to say thanks for sharing on that. It was um, not only was it was it nice to sort of listen to your perspective and some of the things that have been kind of rolling around in your mind. Um, you know, when, when I asked you, you know, how, how you're coming with a topic for this one, you said, that's <laughs> something that's been kicking around for a while, you know, and it sounds like it has. It sounds like it's been something that's, you know, more of a more of a longer term process of trying to figure things out rather than just, a, you know, a quick dive into a, a subject. Right. Um, so thanks for thanks for that. And and also, like I said, you know, during your presentation, it, it's um, it's a topic that is so relevant constantly to everyone because we all experience it in some way and I, I i realized this being a preacher it's so much of what i preach on has to do at least to a degree with fear and how it causes us to make decisions or interferes with our lives and multiple levels and yeah. and so it's just such a pertinent topic and so i think it's a fantastic one to share and it is a it is interesting because it's psychological clearly because it has to do with the workings of the brain um but it's bigger than that too it has to do with inner self and our whole energy system um so it's so it's bigger than that it also points to like we were discussing in our first episode that you know there's more you know to life it's not fear isn't necessarily just something that happens in the sort of chemistry of the brain right right? there's other elements to it and so it's something that you know that that expands out um but it's also even bigger than that because it happens also in systems as well family systems or Mm -hmm. organizations organization organizations you know, can have organizational fear, you know, that, that sort of works through all of the individuals that are a part of it and it manifests in its own way. So it's a, it's a amazingly vast topic and we all encounter it all the time. And so thanks for sharing on it. Yeah. So, uh, the first thing that I wanted to say is I had it just when you were talking about, uh, Hey Jude and, you know, taking a sad song and making it better. Uh, the whole, you know, (laughs) I, I thought it was, you know, we kind of stumbled upon it when we were talking about it, but the fact that it's just a bunch of na 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 nas at the end, right. you know, yeah, like m- maybe that the, there's actually a deeper message there, right. right? That maybe maybe one of the ways to take the sad song and make it better is um, is to just sing, right, uh-huh. and to, or to resonate. You know, you could you could broaden it, right, by saying resonate, yeah, uh, vibrate. Um, you know, so I I'm gonna get to a place I think. Um, where I'm going to talk about, <laughs> you know, higher self and what what is what is the higher self? What is you know what is that, um, that part of our being? You know, it's maybe it's hidden by the subconscious in places, but it's that more like the horse part of ourselves, right? As you were talking about, right. um, that part that has a, a deeper wisdom, a greater place, and and I wonder if sometimes just resonating just singing mm-hmm. or or you know singing is for people who enjoy that and are feel musical but you know resonating can happen with everybody 
you know, you can resonate in, in a whole, you know, multitude of different mm-hmm. ways, whether it's, you know, just listening to music or having a meaningful conversation or bringing yourself into a, a place of, of solitude where you let your energy kind of, you know, even out and you're resonating at a different level, you know, and I, I think there's, there's a whole element of, of vibration and resonance that goes into that healing of fear, you know, um, listening to Lila talk before about music. She said it just oh, yeah. fills her with joy and she just loves to right. listen to music and make music. And it's just this, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, there's a deeper level there, you know, and when she's, when she's caught up in listening to music and, or singing, I remember watching her at a school concert. She just looked so happy right. up there singing in the choir, you know, like, and I, I cried the whole time, you know, and, <laughs> and it's just, but that's what it, you know, that's what it meant to me. Cause I was like, wow, look, this is, she's really experiencing that joy, uh-huh. you know, like from Riley's story of she's in this place of just pure joy. Right. Um, and so, and that's, that's resonating, right? That's, that's somehow this, um, this being at a, at a different, maybe it's a higher, maybe it's a deeper level of yourself mm-hmm. where you're more, uh, expressing your, the true purpose of your existence. Right. Yeah. And, and I think we've all had those moments, right? I know I have. There have been times, um, Lila mentioned the band that I play in before, and uh, there have been times when I'm when I'm playing with those guys and, you know, my eyes go closed and, and we're just listening to each other and we've gotten into some really uh, it, transcendent is the only way to describe it, you know? And, and you, places with our music, transcendent places in, in music to the point where, you know, you get done with a song and you open up your eyes and it's almost like, coming like you're coming back to somewhere right that you had left <laughs> like you literally feel that way uh-huh. you know it's like you got to reacclimate to the room you know like like when you get home after a long vacation it was only you know five minutes or something yeah right and so there's a sense of of somehow accessing that and i wonder if you know if that's one of the one of the keys to to fear when i when i preach on this subject because i do like i said frequently when i preach on it i almost always go to the place of of faith is the thing that is the enemy of fear now even if you're not somebody that's a a christian or practicing any religion at all you still have faith in your life you know maybe it's not religious faith but maybe it's you know faith and belief in you know yourself or in something else or you know it's still this element of of having a belief right and that that is one of the things that can combat fear of, of believing mm-hmm. like we were talking about with a little kid, you know, when they're growing up being picked up and held by a guardian and loved, you know, they're being told it's okay, but your faith can do that as well. Right. If you can tell yourself not, not just by talking to yourself, cause that's just, you know, messes with your brain yeah. <laughs> when you talk to yourself <laughs> a lot, you know, but, but actually truly believing like in your heart, I am going to be okay. Yeah, this is going to be okay. And if you actually can get to that space of not just saying it to yourself, but actually truly believing it, then I think that that can also be a yeah. thing that gets you beyond fear. So that, uh, that deeper uh, language, I think, is kind of interesting because 
then it gets you into like into like being rooted yeah in something yeah um, you know rooted in whatever faith um whatever people want to call that um right. and you're not you're not just like uh, yeah. wis- wispy willow whatever <laughs> the, yeah you know blowing off in in the lightest of breezes you're um yeah you're grounded and rooted in something that helps you sustain yeah yeah i i've i've found not to you know not to talk too much about yoga but it's a big you know part of my life at this current season and it's become very meaningful i like being on the mat <laughs> you right. know it's like something like the actual physical you know space that is when you roll it out on the floor right it, it it's it's making some sort of you know delineation not mm-hmm. just in the physical like this is my space so i'm setting up here you know and you set up over there <laughs> right that, I mean, it serves that purpose as well and it's cushiony but it's not that cushiony right but there's this element of you know you're also setting up some other kind of space that you can then enter and that's that rootedness that you're mm-hmm. talking about right and again it brings you down and i i don't really yeah it's in moments like that the transcendent moment of making music mm-hmm. you know or and that's that's like a higher thing you know and then that rootedness of being on the mat it's just one pose that happens pretty much every time i don't think we've had a class where you don't it's called child's pose interesting that it's child's pose because we talk about children being able to access joy right um but you uh you're essentially you're on all fours but then you you move your um you you bend your knees so that your backside goes down you know closer to your feet right um and you move your knees apart so that your torso can actually fit down like in between your knees right on the mat and your hands are extended out too so mm-hmm. almost it's it's what you would you know call in biblical terms laying prostrate is kind of what it looks like right. what it feels like right and you're just almost like as close to the ground as you can get without just laying flat yeah and uh and there's a sense of getting into that space of like you know just totally grounding into that mm-hmm. going you know, going down in a way that's not down, but deeper. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, yeah. And, and that's a place where you don't, you don't feel the, the fear is not as present or if it is, it doesn't have the same kind of power right. as it would otherwise. Right. Yeah. yeah. Those moments are interesting. I mean, thinking of, Hey Jude, like who knows how long the na-na-nas were when, you know, they first started recording it. Um, but they almost i i think they last longer than like the other part of the song yeah right like much much longer even mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it's like almost like they got into this space that like something was something they didn't expect started yep. happening yeah and they just they yeah. just kind of kept going and yeah. that's how radio stations played it too uh-huh. like it was um everyone kind of getting into this Almost, yeah, like transcendent yeah. experience of um, of something deeper. Yeah. That maybe happened kind of organically. Yeah. Yeah, so if that is the place, you know, to, to get to a position where you can, uh, like, what was it uh, Karen Thompson Walker was saying, that maybe in those places is where you can more clearly read 
your fear, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what that the end result of that was is like becoming a better reader of that, understanding it. Right? Yeah, and like, and that's the way it is with so many things in life. You can't understand them from within them as easily, right? right. It's like being, you know, in a maze. You know, like a a hedge maze or a corn maze yeah. or something. If you could look from above, it would just be like a the thing that comes in the paper, and you just draw a line through it. But within it, you can't. Mm-hmm. There's no way to discern what the whole thing is. It could be a small maze. It could be a big maze, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, the same thing with the fear, right? If you can get to that other place, then you can read it better. You can look and you can see. All right, well, from here, I have a better perspective. Right. Right, um, and then I can interpret it and understand it on a on a different level. Um, so the other thing that uh, I I was sort of trying to get my get my bearings about when you were talking was what is it like? What is that turning point for a person when they start to begin to have fear? You know. And uh, fear that causes like real anxiety, right? And so what I wrote down was, is fear a temporal problem? Meaning that it requires knowledge of what can happen in a future, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like a, it, it has to do with time and the passage of time, right? Because if I'm afraid of something, I'm never afraid of something that that did happen, right? I might be scarred or wounded, mm-hmm. you know, but but the fear and anxiety aren't caused by that. The fear and anxiety is, will it happen again or will something similar happen to it? Or will something that is, you know, some other story that I've heard, is that have the right. potential to happen? It's something that almost always plays out into our future. Mm-hmm. You know, what will happen? What will this be like? You know, can this happen again or or will that thing I heard about? Happen? So it's it's almost as though, you know, fear is somehow linked um, to the flow of time, right? <laughs> like, which I don't know if that solved anything, but it's an interesting thought, right? That, um, and that's maybe why those moments um, of transcendency or deepening, like we've already talked about, maybe that's why it helps us gain perspective on fear because those moments time kind of slips right a yeah. little bit right like i said like we we in, in making music you know or in a particular meditation time kind of loses its effect right or or, or it or the or the flow of it is different yeah. to us mm-hmm. you know and in those places there's no the, the, the fear kind of just slips away too because the time slips away maybe that's part of it i don't know that's but that's something that i thought about and you were talking about you know um cognitive um you know like we oftentimes we feel fear in our hearts right Mm -hmm. like i think the two most common places we actually you know physically feel fear is in our heart center Mm -hmm. our heart chakra Right. Or or like I was talking about before earlier, the solar plexus chakra. Yeah. Right. When you have that pit in your stomach. We've all experienced that. Yeah. You know, you you're afraid of something, you're mm-hmm. nervous about something, anxious about something, and that 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 it's like a physical thing that you feel like is right inside your stomach. You know, it's like how did that get there? Right. You know? Yeah. And it's like 
Because it's I didn't I didn't eat something funny. Yeah, you this, know, <laughs> like, this is not food poisoning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and so we often. Like with those quotes you we were talking about at the beginning, we try to take our the, the cognitive part of ourselves and we try to talk ourselves out of the fear that that's happening in our heart center mm-hmm. or you know in our energy centers or in our soul or our yeah. spirits. So, Mind whichever, over matter. Right, right. We yeah. try to do that, right? We try to say, well, if I just, th- I got to change the way I'm thinking. If I could think about this in the right way or in a better way, then it will get me to that place where oh it'll all of a sudden go away and so what i wrote down is like what if we have it backwards right what if that's the backwards approach and because of this time idea right that's a very temporal thing you know to be like well i have this fear and i can think about how to you know how the future is going to go and i can trick myself and then the fear will go away you know or i can i can tell myself that you know I can tell myself all these nice things of fear. Uh, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I can tell myself that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that turn of phrase will make me feel better. But what if it's, what if the way out of fear is actually feeling better, right? Mm-hmm. Of actually getting into that, into that space of, you know, transcendency or rootedness to where you, where you get to that place of, it starts actually with, the, with the heart center mm-hmm. or the solar plexus or, you know, your your spirit or you know your soul that if if those things are better nurtured uh in your life or the lives of those around us then that maybe turns right around so you actually go at it from the other direction yeah you know yeah that's why i love that that ancient viewpoint of um the heart being the center for thinking and feeling Mm -hmm. um you know because it kind of puts things within us more in sync yeah um and we don't have these two worlds within us like battling yeah um so yeah it's uh it's amazing right to think about um sometimes (laughs) i my business partner and i say this all the time about owning a business which you know we didn't really know what we were doing when we started yeah We've been at it. Um, I've also heard if you know what you're doing when you start, you've waited too long. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. It's true. You're not supposed to, right? Right. And so we've always said, you know, we've kind of flippantly and jokingly said this, like, fake it till you make it, you know? Right. Yeah. But you have to, right? Uh, Especially to survive in an evolving small business that's a very new industry, right? You have to fake it till you make it. But there's an element of faking it till you make it also like works the opposite way because then you actually you say you oh i quote unquote faked this and i got through it no you actually did get through it right (laughs) you know i didn't fake it at all right you know like i said we've been faking it for nine years but no we're actually a business that's been in existence for nine years right so we haven't faked it we we jokingly say that but sometimes it's about you know just reordering like getting into that other space um, and, and then, and then it goes backwards into this place of, of healing these other mental anxiety fears mm-hmm. that you sometimes have. Right. Uh, so sometimes it starts the opposite way. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird I, thing. I am in, a success and I don't have to deny yeah. myself that I played a part in yeah. making this, this good 
nurturing place uh, a reality for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's and, and it's one of those things you you know, it's um it's sometimes hard to get there. Right. Because you are caught up in the fear, right? So the fear will tell you, you know, you should be worried about this and you shouldn't mm-hmm. celebrate, you know, certain things or yeah. you shouldn't be but when you start to celebrate even small things, you know, mm-hmm. kind of lift them up and say, This is good or you know, you can call it a blessing if if that's, you know, your thing, or you can call it a you know, a, a circumstance or a synchronicity or a coincidence, mm-hmm. you know, you look at those things, you celebrate them and it just totally changes your whole energy level Yeah, to the point where, yeah, you're getting into a, a better space. There are a couple, just a couple other things that, that hit me there that I wanted to share. Um, in the, uh, I just, re- I resonated with Riley and his fear, um, when you, I, I don't remember which uh, fear quote it was, but it was about how um, how they become so the fears have become so commonplace that they get to know them. You right. know that it's like, and I think we've all yeah. we've all done that too. It's like this is like recurring nightmare that happens in our lives. Or uh-huh. like, oh, here's this fear again. You know, right. and and you think you've beaten it, and it just comes up again, and you're like, oh, I'm afraid of this. Why am I afraid of this thing again? You right. know, and it's like almost this familiarity that and this goes into probably more your realm of things but that whole like life patterns and you know finding Mm -hmm. ways to repeat them even when we know that they're negative cycles and just you know getting into that but our fears can be the same way Mm -hmm. you know this fear i know so well i know how to be afraid of this i know how to worry about this i know how to have anxiety about this i'm really good at it and you almost you practice it Uh I remember when I used to give guitar lessons, um, and this one I stole from a uh, from a music teacher in college. But they would say, like, whenever you're practicing, you know, a piece of music you're working on, and you make the mistake, you know, don't go back to the beginning of the song and and try it again because that's like the first instinct. It's like, oh, right. I, you know, I got a minute or two into this and I messed up this thing. I'm gonna go try it again. So you just go back to the beginning and you try it again, and you get inevitably you get to that spot and you make the same mistake yeah. and you do it three times and you do it four times and five yeah. and what you've really done and this is what the professor told me what you're really doing is practicing making the mistake yeah. you know you've repeated it a whole getting bunch of really times. good at this mistake yeah it's like <laughs> i can nail this mistake every time and you get practiced at that you know so yeah. what do you say it was like if that's if that's the spot just fix it you know, just work on that. Don't yeah. go back. Don't go back uh-huh. too far in the music and, you know, just work on that spot. Just fix it. Right. And it's like the horse that said the bravest thing that he ever said was to ask for help. Right. Right. Like, I, I just have to fix this part. Right. And maybe you do that on your own mm-hmm. or maybe you ask somebody else for help with that. But it's that, you know, isolating that particular mm-hmm. thing. And in our lives, you know, it's, wait a second. I, I have this recurring fear. That yeah. keeps popping up when this particular circumstance or something like it happens. Yep. And it's like a, you know, it's like a, just a, a skip in the record or the old compact disc that used to skip and get stuck, you know, or whatever. It's like, it just, you're stuck in that cycle. Yeah. You can't escape it until you set it aside and say, all right, this is, this is where it is. Right. right? And it's almost that element of, you know, acknowledgement of, that fear existing right yeah because yeah that, that's what i was going to say the, the more you um the more you avoid it like you could see from a mile away that you 
you know, you were going to mess up in that spot yeah. if you go back to the beginning because you're spending the whole minute and a half of the f- first part of the song thinking about that spot. Yeah. <laughs> and, like you could see it coming a mile away. Right. And, um, yeah. you know, because you've, you know, you've tried to avoid it by going back to the beginning. I can play this part. Yeah. Um, I like this part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you feel really good about that. But then as soon as you get past the good part, you're like, I start thinking about the yep. other thing. And then, and then what happens? You manifest that mistake yep. by thinking about it. Right. Yeah. You actually create that in your own life. Right. And how does that, how much does that happen? Right. That we were, you know, we think about the things that we, you know, um, that we, that we want or that we, that we want to change or that we want to do this or we want to do that. Right. And then they actually happen. Right. But because we haven't sort of guided and directed that intention, you know, they're not they're not happening in the ways that bring us life and make things better. Right. right? They happen in more destructive ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. So I have just one last thing I needed to jump into here because. Of course. Uh, I, I still have more uh, uh, premium light. So <laughs> I'm good for a few more in minutes the, here. In the blue bottle. <laughs> yeah. Before we're going to have to go see if there's any left. Um because I'm the woo-woo brother, I, I had to, um, this isn't really all that woo-woo, um, but you started talking at the end about, uh, I think it was, maybe it was the horse in at the end of your story that talked about um, that we, we always have these fears, but they're not as bad when we walk together, mm-hmm. right? Is that something, something like that? Yeah, something like said. that, yeah. yeah. Essentially... The yeah. idea less is less scared um, together. Less scared together, yeah. right? Um, now that's that could very easily be understood on a very simplistic level, of like strength in numbers, right? Right. Obviously, we're less scared when we're together. You know, if we're yeah. going through a haunted house, you know, it's good to have five <laughs> or six of us instead of just myself. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. um, the strength in numbers thing. Okay, yes, that makes sense yeah on that level the more i guess materialist level right but there's this element of a, a deeper connectedness to one another um and not maybe not even just one another a deeper connectedness to the whole realm in which we exist so <laughs> People are going to just think I'm a yoga nerd. I've only been doing it for a little while. It's not like been a big part of my life until recently. But I was at a yoga class earlier this week, a different one from the one I talked about before. And um, the the instructor was talking about um, community. And um, uh, the word for community in, in that setting is um, uh, sangha. I think if I'm saying it right, I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, and it's, um, traditionally referred to as like a Buddhist monastic order. Um, but it's the whole thing. It's the whole group, right? Okay. Is the Sangha. And, um, and so that's the whole, that's everything. And, um, you're connected to that in this setting of doing the practice of yoga, right? You're connected to all the people that are in the room with you. Mm-hmm. But there's also this other element of understanding of being connected to a deeper, uh, understanding, which is like, uh, in this setting, they call it your inner, your inner wisdom or your inner teacher, right? Um, your inner guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's connected on a d- 
deeper level beyond just I'm in the same room with people, right? Now you're connected to, you know, all of those who've gone before you that have done the practice. And I'm connected to all of the people that are a part of the yoga studio where I practice, even if they're not in the room with me, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm connected through my instructor to all of the people she's ever practiced with. It's like the laying on of hands in the apostolic tradition, right? Right. Jesus laid hands on the apostles and sent them out and then they laid hands. And so that, that touch of the hand at the sending out of an apostle goes all the way back to the, to the touch of Jesus, the physical touch of Jesus Mm -hmm. on the, the apostles. And so there's this understanding of a greater connectedness. And so I wrote down here, quantum theory because (laughs) because that's a real scientific thing that there's this interconnectedness between and i think i mentioned it last time you know the quantum theory talks about particles that are connected but but there's also this element of of uh at the quantum level time doesn't really exist which we already talked about time maybe is the reason that we fear things right time doesn't really exist so everything you know in this weird timeless space kind of happens all at once and it's all this oneness right and we talk about that in in religious circles but we talk about it in in scientific places too that there's this oneness to everything Mm -hmm. that we're really all connected and so this idea of of walking through our fears together is more than just about strength and numbers then now it's about whoa wait I'm actually way more connected to this universe and to you and to, and to uh, you know, the people around me in my life. I'm more connected to, you know, the, the creation around me, other living things that aren't humans, mm-hmm. or maybe even things that we don't consider living, like, you know, bodies of water and, you know, mountain ranges, yeah. you know, the actual physical things of those, right? We're actually more connected through all of this. And if we are, which it seems like ancient wisdom traditions, ancient religions, uh, and also modern science all seem to say a similar thing about all of that. If that's true, then it's exactly what the horse was saying, that we go through this together. Right. And if that's the case, then that connects us to that deeper level, the rootedness that we were talking about before. And it connects us to that higher level that transcendence right we're connected to god uh divine you know spirit however that resonates right we're connected there we're also connected rooted to the creation that we are a part of and then if that's really true then wow there's not really much to be afraid of yeah (laughs) in that space right so i had to go quantum there because it just it, it struck me and i even said i'm the nerd that goes to up to the instructor at the yoga class afterwards and says all these things that you know pop into my being during the but just be i only do that because i think you know i want them to have the gift of knowing that they are making an impact on the work that they do you know um and so yeah that's yeah it's uh yeah it's it's just uh one of those things that is um fear is in in some ways a gigantic force. Right. Right. But in other ways, it can be so easily defeated. Right. It's like gravity in that way. Right. Right. You know, we could pick up the, 
pick up this bottle of yingling premium light and I'm defeating gravity, right? right. Yeah. But, but, but gravity always wins. Yeah. You know, it's, it's this powerful force uh-huh. that's acting all the yeah, time. Yeah, the bottle is not floating right now. Jordan <laughs> let go. And it's... Yeah, he, he's here to tell you for sure. Um, so it, it's, it's amazing that fear is like that, that it's, that it's this constant tug mm-hmm. on all of us. And yet there are easy ways that maybe we don't access very easily in our current culture, but there are easy ways to defeat it. Yeah. And I think that's what tonight's episode has kind of been about, right? It was just exploring how do we defeat it? Right. Because it is defeatable. Uh Uh-huh. And you you had mentioned, I don't know if in this or during the the presentation was... um, uh, like systems like organizations and, mm. and larger systems that's that's kind of what has been like bubbling up um I, gu- I guess the presentation was more on kind of a personal level but um you know fear obviously kind of almost grows like an like an ugly second head when once it gets bigger in you know in the system or yeah. in the society or whatever right so that's kind of the thing like can we can we stop it from growing and and like I don't know kind yeah. of getting all sick and twisted like right. it can get yeah um, by by heading it off at the <laughs> at yeah. the next uh, corner and and doing it doing it in this sort of um, communal type mm-hmm. of way I yeah. guess is what yeah. Um, what I've been wrestling with, yeah, because it's both a it's both a personal right challenge and and a challenge for the whole of humanity. Yeah. So cool. Well, thank you for bringing this topic tonight. It was fantastic. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, just a just a quick reminder to all of uh, all of our listeners out there to check us out on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Just just look for us out there. Music of the Spheres podcast, um, and uh, you can head over to our website which will just get you to all of the links of the different platforms that you like it's uh, music of the spheres podcast.com best probably the best way to share it with new folks if you want to uh, clue some folks into what's happening here on our new podcast music of the spheres just send them to that website music of the spheres podcast.com and then they can find whichever platform they engage with through that website um, and We'll be back at it next week. Uh, I'm I've been uh, doing some preliminary work on <laughs> on what I'm presenting next week, and uh, we're going straight back into woo woo land with uh, with me, which oh, is yeah. always fun. So yeah. um, we look forward to that. When we uh, we we thank you for being with us. You can email us at music. Oh, sorry, uh, brothers at music of the spheres podcast dot com. Um, please let us know what you think. If there's um, if there's any ideas that you have for our show, uh, we'd love to hear them there. And um, once again, if you'd like uh, like us to not read your email on the show, say so. But please send us an email. Let us know you're listening. And uh, we'd love to share that with you. Anything else, Jason? Um, you know, drink uh, drink some premium light if you can find it. Yingling premium light. Don't be afraid. Don't be to afraid of yingling premium yeah. light. Yeah. What is there to be afraid of when there's only 98 calories? No, yes. And uh, less than whatever, uh, you know, 6.7 carbs. So, yeah. And whenever possible, uh, wear pants without zippers. Oh, man. Yeah. Avoid those zippers if you can because 
It's a slippery slope. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, don't forget to continue listening to the Music of the Spheres podcast where we always water your mind fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, it had to be in this segment too. We didn't talk about it yet in this segment. So anyway, um, that's all we have for tonight. Thanks for being with us. uh, And uh, we look forward to talking to you again here on Music of the Spheres podcast. A big thank you from us to you for being part of our universe. And we will see you next time.